0: All right, folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer Show, and today's show is brought to you by the Israel Bible. Of course, it's brought to you by the Israel Bible in general, but it's also brought to you by the Israel Bible, which is a product, a great Tanakh set. Some people listening to the show might call it the Old Testament or the Jewish Tanakh, the Jewish Torah, the Jewish books, 24 books of the Bible. And this one, the Israel Bible, has a special element to it, which is commentary specifically about the land of Israel on every page. In English, beautiful Koran font with my friend Rabbi Tully Weiss's commentary and bringing together of fabulous traditional thoughts and comments on every single page in English, specific focus on the land of Israel. Go to theisraelbible.com and type in coupon code Yishai, Y-I-S-H-A-I, get 10% off, no home, Jewish or non-lovers of Israel, should be without this amazing book. I have two here, one ready to be given at any time. Check out The Israel Bible, and thank you very much for the sponsorship of the Ishai Fleischer Show. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Isha'i Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom, and welcome to my living room. And shalom, and welcome to Malcolm. Hello. Great to have you on the show, Malka. Yes, Thank it's you so great much. to be back. It's great to have you, really. And today I want to tell you that it's, a, it's an unusual show uh, for me in that right now I am seeing Fuzzy. The reason I'm seeing Fuzzy is because for the first time in my life, I went to a serious eye exam. Okay? Congratulations! Yeah, uh, and guess. Yeah, and guess what? I need uh, minimal reading. Um, reading glasses. Reading glasses, uh, and whatever other pressures I felt is nothing more than probably digital eye stress. Is that what it's called? It
1: cannot possibly be for you are never on a digital instrument.
0: Yeah, no, I am, and so and so, uh, my eyes are still fuzzy from the drops, uh, although it's starting to unfuzz. You're as beautiful as ever.
1: Uh, wait, what?
0: Meaning you say fuzzy or unfuzzy uh, yes, in but okay. in, in both in both uh, in both uh, uh, parameters. Also well, Maka, I wanna
1: thank you. You bought me speaking of nicenesses, you bought me some fantastic cheese this morning at a local farmer's market.
0: Well what happened was is I was leaving the 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 eye exam and I was walking with my sunglasses all fuzzy eyed through the farmer's market that arrives here in Gushitsion on Thursdays. And I walked through, and uh, there was a lot of cool stuff. Um, you make me buy only uh, a, a seventh-year holy stuff. What's it called?
1: Uh, Ketush Shviti.
0: Ketush sweet stuff, and not then,
1: only, only, but basically, but
0: basically the fruits and stuff. And then, and then I told you on the phone that there was uh, all kinds of other local folks selling their stuff, their wares, their wares, but not really wares. The little
1: li- town of Anatevka. It was like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, it was that. like that. But it was <laughs> more like dun, in the dun, town dun, of. Dun, dun. Da, da, yeah. Tradition
0: Everything though is like there's a there's uh, around Gushitsion, uh, every town gives its flavor. And there's one ta- town that has a very Judean flavor. There's two towns that have a very Judean flavor. One is Bat-Ein is the like it's like religious and breast love and, and it's like right.
1: it's, it's like the mountain air blows through there especially.
0: Right. It's like it's like uh it's like goatee. and uh <laughs> and then there's another town which it is It smells
1: like patchouli. Right.
0: And then well, it smells like Patchouli and like old books, you know, and then <laughs> and then and then and then and then you have the town of Takoa, and tokoa has got like mushrooms and an ancient more patchouli, actually. A very very one of the biggest deep caves in the Middle East. It's miles and miles long. They say it hasn't even been fully fully really? fully explored. And I've been waiting, and I keep I kept forgetting that like on a rainy day, I wanted to take the kids uh, to do this uh, har- Hariton. Is that the cave name? Yeah. I don't remember. The, this, have you been inside that cave? No. It is nuts. It is nuts. Within a minute, like you're, you're doing 10 minutes, you're like so deep in and you Whoa. cannot believe it. And then you crawl, 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 big room. Crawl, 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 wow. crawl, big room. And, and you, what was
1: it like a uh, Bar Kokhba hiding place? It was like
0: everything, but it's, 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 it, there, are, there are many kilometers wow. of cave. Uh, it's, it's, really, wow. uh, it's really something else. And it's worth it. It's 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 moving. It's really moving. But you have to you have to like breathe deep a little bit and not get into a claustrophobic type thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so there was the the cheese guy was like a tacoa type guy. Yeah. And uh, a little hippie, very Judean, Judean hippie. That's the that's the the combination there. And he had multiple cheeses. And Malca, you you love cheese. Turns out I love cheese. You like get a thing from cheese.
1: I don't get a thing. I just like
0: cheese. You but you like. It, you like, know, you
1: know how it looks at somebody's face when they like drink their first sip of like a really good cup of coffee and they're like coffee people? Yeah. That's my cheese face.
0: Except that because you don't eat cheese that often, like good cheese like that. Yeah, it was a treat. You know, Malcolm. I'm sure
1: people here are really excited that they get to start the show.
0: You know. Hearing about my cheese eating. You know, I'll tell you, I'm okay with talking about cheese and about and about uh the, the simple pleasures of life. And I'll tell you why, because because one of the feelings that I've been having recently is that our beloved state of Israel and its politics, mm-hmm. the state aspect of the state of Israel, is not commensurate with the beauty and grandeur. And as we say in Hebrew, "Godel Hasha'ah," the bigness of the hour, the, right. g- the the grandness of the hour. And I feel that that it is not it's not on, it's not on parity with. The greatness of the time, and today happens to be that it's been raining for a few days. Today is a gorgeous day. Yeah, it's day a outside. nice sunny
1: day. We've we've had a lot of partly cloudy, which is its own kind of blessing. Sure, but it's been nice to have uh, to to see that it's a beautiful sunny day again here.
0: Right, and and uh, being uh, fuzzy fuzzy eyed right now, with dilated pupils, uh, and just walking around and and just seeing the goodness of people, and the sweetness of the land, and the sweetness of the produce of the land. And and the cheese of the land, cheese is a, it's a blessing. If 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 <laughs> if a if a society, I think we should make a t-shirt, right? Cheese is a blessing. If you're if you're a society that's eating cheese and having wine, oh you're, yeah, you're okay. See, it's
1: a little early in the day for cheese and wine, but I did think it right in my head.
0: Yeah, it's five o'clock somewhere, sweetie. So, <laughs> uh, um, I just want to say that like a che- cheese and wine are complex things. They are complex things to make. You need a society that is rooted in its land in order to make cheese.
1: Uh, interesting, because it's like an
0: aging. There's it's an, like an aging. aging the complexity. It's. It's not. It's. It's a. It's a.
1: You gotta like settle down. It's a delicacy. Take some time. Make some cheese. Right.
0: And not just what about what about the vines? The vines gotta grow. The snow's right. gotta fall. It's a. It's a deep process. Mm, it's like, a deep process. You know. And when we're eating cheese of the land of Israel. It, it's uh, a, and, and wine of the land of Israel, both things of which I myself don't actually like that much. <laughs> I don't really like cheese, nor do well, I really like wine. what do you like, like of the land of Israel, Isha? I like, I like, I like the beer you of the like land You like olives? Of I like olives. I do like olives. I like olive oil. Um, I like a lot of stuff. It happens to be that those kind of tastes are not like my favorite. I, although I was tasting some cheese and it, and it was good. You
1: like za'atar?
0: I like za'atar a lot. I like labanay. You
1: like labanay? i love it As we pronounce so it at this
0: house, labani. Okay. You put a
1: little strawberry jam on there. <laughs> Yes. No,
0: I like it on the. It's funny. You oh, you like that. it savory? Yeah.
1: I like it because it's very tangy. You put yeah. the sweet strawberry jam. Yeah. Bam. A little,
0: little zaatar. You know where I learned that? Yeah.
1: I learned that when a long, 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 long time ago, we uh, went to Sinai. Your mom took us on a trip to Sinai. Sure. And we made it basically to like the, and we took like a three-day Bedouin tour. Like sleeping on the ground, riding camels, where I learned to ro- to drive camels by myself. I made yep. the Bedouins give me extra lessons on how to drive camels. Right. Uh, so I'm a camel. I'm a licensed camel driver. Um, and then we made it to this Egyptian port, where they had like, so we, we I asked your mother about the milk products, because we were basically starving by the time we got to uh, three days out, and we got to this thing, and she said well you know and she was like she's your mother as as you know better than me is so smart and she knows things that like the average person just does not know and she's like listen the labanet is made this way and this way and this way and there's basically no way that it's not kosher like it has to be kosher so so you take one of these labanets and you can you know like usually I'm pretty strict about uh eating you know mahadran and everything but like in this case we were really really hungry and I figured okay it's chalavi also, so uh, we ate this labneh, and, the, and there were these like packets of like kosher strawberry jam, and I mm-hmm. popped one of those. Oh my gosh. So it just reminds me all the time also when I eat that, it reminds me of that fantastic There's trip.
0: nothing like that food experience that is like uh, the food that you haven't had for a long time, or you haven't eaten for a long time, uh, and, and today it's very fashionable to do intermittent fasting, and I'm also part of the intermittent fasting. So fashionable. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's
1: a system. Right, it's a thing now. It's not so bad.
0: You know, a long time ago, one of the listeners to the show, Dan Mastery, told me a long time ago. He's like, when you grow uh, a little bit older, you got to get used to the hungry feeling. Like, hmm. let let the feeling of hunger be a feeling that you're that you are more used to and more okay with. Don't always try to fill that feeling of hunger. He told me. And I was like, okay. Um, anyway, so uh, I, I I was in. Well, there uh,
1: is one feeling of hunger though that I think a lot of people. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I interrupting you? Go ahead. No, you're tell a story.
0: Uh, uh, I was just at a really nice uh, Judean eye doctor today, okay, with a cute, sweet American accent and, 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 and glasses himself and just good, good. It was one of those moments. So he says to me, he goes to me, I, I was trying to remember this before, now I remember. He goes, he goes to me, uh, I said, well, how much do I owe you? He said, no, I, I swiped it on the card. It's through the uh, Maccabi system uh the 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 h m o national health care so he says to me i said to he says to me that's the beauties of uh of our medicine our medical system, don't you think? and i said to him yeah sometimes 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 there's a there's a great side to it and he he laughed and then I said to him that the famous line that rev uh, Arya uh Levine they asked him one time they said, are you one of the thirty six hidden tzaddikim righteous men are you one of the lamed vav tzaddikim so he answered sometimes that's a great it's a great answer which is like sometimes we can we can live up and be that be that person in that moment
1: right well speaking of being hungry and speaking of lamed vav tzaddikim today is a very auspicious day to be recording the show and i want to uh give a uh, blessing to everyone out there uh, today on the yard site, on the Hilula of the Baba Sali, Rabbi Yisrael Abu Chatzera. Mm. And it's his yard site, Baba Sali, famous, 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 famous Moroccan rabbi. Um, and today is a day where where thousands of people will be going down to Niti vote. Now, it's complicated again this year because uh, somehow we found ourselves again in another like flare-up of corona, even though I think there's a lot of hope out there because... Uh, now it's this Omicron, and people are noticing that really, like, almost everybody is getting through Omicron very, very well, Baruch Hashem, and people are having hope that, that maybe we're really getting to the end of this uh, disease, or this whatever you want to call it, this virus. Um, nonetheless, yeah, so they're limiting people um, going to the, the tomb of Babasali, but I, uh, I lit a candle, and I, I've been noticing that this Babasali, uh, your site has been very meaningful to you personally. You know, Ishai, um, if you're listening outside the land of Israel, I don't know if you like get the sense of what's going on here inside of Israel always. And we try to relay it to you. And I'm sure that you all are news readers and people who are, you know, of the most connected people that there are. But if you're inside Israel, you know that we're having a little bit of a, like a morality crisis. I would say. Um, and this morality crisis is something that seems to be touching just about every sector of society, the religious sector and the political sector, um, business, and I don't know, everything. It's, it's just um, there's a low, I feel. I don't know. I'm sure that other people, you know, everyone in their personal lives goes on their ups and their downs and everything. But um, there is like a there is a disheartening kind of atmosphere that's happening in the land of Israel to my sorrow in which stories of just like horrible morality and people not being what they seem to be people not being what what you trusted them to be are coming out and it's casting a lot of doubt and I'm sure shaking faith in all kind in people for sure but possibly in God also amongst people all around and I like don't want that <laughs> Do you know what I mean I don't want that I don't feel comfortable in that place I feel that it I feel that it um Touched me too. You know what I'm saying. It's not like you can look at these stories of of like horrible abuses and things and not be affected by it. So, I've noticed in myself, and I only noticed myself doing this this morning. Actually, I kind of was able to identify what I'm doing, which is trying to like they call it in like in like the chassidu kind of they call it like connecting to the tzaddik, like connecting to the righteous person. I think that there's so much uncertainty and so much that could disappoint us today and make us feel like the world is headed in the wrong direction that I've noticed myself taking a lot more interest in the Torah of like the the Torah giants not just the Torah of like the rabbi who teaches you who's in your community who is a great person and helps you in a million ways answers your Kashu questions and all that stuff but like the Torah of like like I'm reading a biography of the Lubavitcher Rebbe right now and when I read this biography, it makes me, like, I notice, like, a calm feeling inside. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of, like, Rebbe Nachman Torah.
0: And you should you should give a plug to your... I really
1: must give a shout-out to uh, Rav Gadali Fenster, um, who I listen to on YouTube, but he's he's accessible in many, many ways. He's the most unconventional-looking wise man <laughs> that you could maybe see today. Um if you walked by I mean I've never met him personally, never spoken to him personally or interacted with him. But just to see him is to think that you're dealing with like a really suave businessman. And in fact, he kind of is a suave businessman because he runs a series of addiction centers in the United States. He, he's, um, but he, he helps people deal with their uh, addictions through emuna, right. through faith and belief in Hashem and the Torah of Rabbi Nachman. And he is so prolific and so energized and so incredible in his giving over of the Torah of Rabbi Nachman in such a digestible and relevant way for just like us regular people that I can't say how much I appreciate um, the Torah that he gives out. And there's like a, not a small little interest in him here in the like English-speaking community of religious Jews in Israel. His name is definitely getting out. Anyway, so he, he gives a lot of this Torah of Rabbi Nachman. And now with the yard site of Baba Sali, you know, Baba Sali, I we are not Chabad, but we definitely have like a lot of Chabad-ness in our home. Um, and I would say that like Chabad and the Rebbe informs a lot of our life. And, um, and the Babasali and the Lubavitcher Rebbe had a relationship. And th- this morning I was looking, um, I really wanted to share stories of Babasali because that's kind of, how- he, is, he was famous as a miracle worker. Uh, A real one, meaning to say, people would come to him. Now, his story—I went. I just did a quick like dive into him. I haven't read any biographies or anything, but he was born in 1889 and he died in 1984. He was born in Morocco. Um, Even from a young age, as like a child, he would fast and things, and like he wouldn't tell his parents because he knew that his mom would never let him like fast, but he was fasting all the time. And he was like a Torah scholar as as a. As a young man, like pre-bar mitzvah boy, um, basically only in 1951. So if you do the math, that's at like 62. At 62 years old, he made aliyah, and he like moved to Lod like quietly. He was not a great like people did not know his greatness at that time, and he moved to Lod. And then this this thing happened to him, which apparently happens with hidden sadikim, with hidden righteous people, which is that people started to figure it out. Like he was too sparkly and people started to understand that he was something special and he didn't like it. So then he moved to Yerushalayim because he didn't want people to like know about him. And he moved to Yerushalayim and then, uh, oh, so he was offered the, to be um, the rabbi of Lod. The chief rabbi of Lod. After that, he was like, "No, no, 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 no! I don't want to be chief rabbi of Lod. I'm out." So he went to Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, he he was again sort of like discovered. That, you know, this is pre selfies and uh, WhatsApp, so you could hide a little bit better, I guess, in that world. And he was offered to be the chief rabbi of Israel. Did you know that? And he turned it down. He didn't want to be the chief rabbi of Israel. Um, At some point, the news came to him that the Jews of Morocco were not doing well. And he actually moved from Israel back to Morocco. He kind of strengthened them up a little bit. Then he came back to Israel. Then he wrote a letter to the Rebbe at some point saying he did not like attention. And he didn't want to be like a great name in Israel. And he wrote to the Lubavitcher Rebbe saying, listen, I really want to come to America. And in America, I can like hide myself again um and but like whatever the whatever you the rebbe the uh olam says to do then i will do it and the labavitch rebbe wrote back to him and said uh no <laughs> you can't come to america you have to stay in israel and strengthen people there and strengthen the uh, he said in particular uh, modesty it's new he wanted uh, help strengthening modesty in israel only at that time, in his, at, at around 75 years old, Babasali started accepting audiences, basically. And he accepted audiences until uh, the very end, as I understand. And he would work miracles. And you and Aisha have always been interested in the stories of Babasali. We had a neighbor in Malay as a team who was like the great-great-grandson of Babasali.
0: I don't think great great I think or just great so great great, or
1: great great I don't know yeah but he and and it's crazy because today we went to the internet to look I was I really wanted to do a good job presenting Babasali today because I think that his um I think honestly his merit is so great and and we're all so I don't know all a lot of us are so desperate to see the the kind of miraculousness that, he, that kind of surrounded him, that we could use it so much in our lives today and we want to reconnect to it to be sure it still exists, you know, to be sure that we live in a world like that still. So I went to the internet and looked for, for just some videos and stuff and we saw a picture of Baba Sali as a young man. And he looks exactly like this guy, our neighbor from Malay as a team, Nati. Right. It was unbelievable. It yeah. was unbelievable. They looked the same.
0: Well, I'll tell you one story that from the Babasali that, that I liked. Actually, it was not from the Babasali at all. It's actually from the family of the Babasali, because my friend Nati would tell me how life was within this family. Right. First thing he told me, which is a strange thing, but he told me that money was never an issue. There was always a flow of money into the family. Like
1: They didn't have to work hard.
0: It, it just, there was some kind of, he told me like some kind of malchut, some kind of kingly, uh, monarchical energy and it just kind of flowed in. There was wow. always just wealth. Uh, but the, but what I think is uh, more important is that he told me something that I myself uh, think is very useful to know. He said that the grandma would walk past the, the granddaughter. daughter, you mean? The, yeah, daughter, the daughter of Babasali. What, whatever, in the family, yeah. one of the women, she would, or his grandmother, whatever, I think the daughter of the Babasali, she would put her hand on the mezuzah in the kid's door and she would cry. Praying about the kids, just put her hand on the kids' doors, uh, on the on the mezuzah, and just just concentrate and pray and cry about the kids. I was like, "Whoa, that is intense!" I remember telling him, "Like that is an intense thought there," and uh, yeah, just uh, th- th- there was an intensity of energy, basically a very very intense energy. Um, so I mean,
1: we've heard miracle stories, also. We've had the the uh, my, the.
0: My favorite miracle story is one time. Uh, well, basically, what you should know is you had to stand with a bottle of water in line and I've, I, did, I didn't do this and I, did, I didn't know about this but you had to stand Well there in he passed
1: way. away in 1984 so right. you were just a boy
0: was, Yeah but I did go to see the I my That's mom true. took me in America I'm So lucky uh, But um, you, you had to stand there with a bottle of water and and he would bless you and then he would make you say the Shakol Ch- blessing on mm-hmm. the water that you drink and it would be as though his blessing would be on something physical and you would have this water and people shared this water uh, one time this dude came in and and he and he had a cough and he had, and he he just had some kind of issues and I think he, I think they they, they 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 had he had cancer. Yeah, I cancer, know what story right. you're
1: telling. He had they they had found uh, growths in his
0: lungs. Right, growth in his lungs, and he told him bless. He, oh, he told him. Oh, the other thing was arak. He had to drink arak, which is fe, fen uh, anise anise anise, anise, anise that's like right. an anise liqueur. Yeah, and it's, that's right. And we drink it here in Israel. Any case, so he had to say Shachar on this, on this, uh, on this uh, uh, um, Arak drink, and he had, he made him the 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 Rabbi, the Baba made him take two shots of it. And on the bus home, he started coughing, coughing very strongly. And anyway, he coughed up these two like balls, lumps, of, lumps of, of, of meat of like yeah, of like bad meat. Uh, and uh, and he was found and to he be was free cured. And that's yeah, it. That's right. That's right. And I also many, many, I heard another story
1: from the same Rabbi who told you that story. Uh, who, uh, a, a person who, as a young man, was like a, a helper of the Babasali. So Babasali had someone come in, and he was had some kind of terminal illness. And Babasali envi- uh, told his wife, or his shamash, to bring fish, pieces of fish. So they brought fish, and he's like, eat. So he eats, and they bring more fish. He's like, eat, 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 right? And he's making him eat, making him eat. He's eating fish, he's eating fish, he's eating fish. And he at some point, he's like, I can't eat anymore. And Babasali's like, keep eating. So he like eats like another two pieces. He got to something like nine pieces of fish. And that was as much as he could eat. And the man lived another nine months. He lived a month for every piece of fish that he ate.
0: Wow. There you go. Eat your fish.
1: And there's so many stories. There's so many stories. I've been a little bit surprised to see, though, that you would think that these stories would be collated into some... Like incredible book of faith, you know that would that would strengthen people. I haven't seen anything that, like that. You mean in
0: English? In English, right? Because in Hebrew they have it. In
1: Hebrew they have it. That's good to know. That yeah. I, I think that somebody should dedicate themselves Listen, to Israel
0: this. Israel is a more Middle Eastern country. It is a Middle Eastern country. And Middle Eastern Sephardic things are more prevalent here, and they're part of the general society as opposed to America, which is more Ashkenazic. And there's there's many many beautiful amazing Sephardi synagogues and congregations in America, but like as a general tone, the tone is not you know. But I think probably art school or something uh, wow, put out I, that's Sally interesting
1: thing. I'm gonna look into it because Very uh, good. I think it's uh you know may Hashem bless us with uh with miracles and uh with miracle workers and you know but Baba Sally would always say people would thank him and he would be like thank Hashem
0: that's right uh speaking of thanking I want to thank so
1: really you know I just want I'm sorry <laughs> sure. just just to end that that um sometimes it feels like we lack these great giants in our in our society today. And I would agree. And I wish for myself that I could, that we had a person that we could go to and look at them and just get such an incredible surge of, of, uh, strengthening from them. There's and, always, it's, and it's there's hard always to say, you know, that the there are, there are always yeah. righteous pe- people, but the point is that there is always, always Hashem. Right. And Hashem is the one that gives the blessing and Hashem is the one that makes the miracles.
0: Amen. And he's still with us always. You bet. You bet. So Absolutely. happy,
1: happy Hilula. That's right. To Baba Sally.
0: And speaking of gratitude, I want to be thankful to Ben Bresky, Tabitha, Moshe Herman, Yochevin, Lou, for getting the show out to the world from here, broadcast through the net waves, uh, through the airwaves, in, in the internet fashion, through packets. Uh, and this great knowledge has been released yes. in our time, so I want to thank very Don't much Don't get the, the folks. digital
1: eye strain, though.
0: Yeah, I got digital eye strain.
1: Look away for everyone. Yeah, once take, in take a while. Look at the take sky. Take a break. Yeah, that's right. Get a look at a tree.
0: Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, I also want to thank uh, all the folks that have been uh, uh, becoming partners and buying me a cup of coffee through uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash And it is incredibly appreciated. And there's been more and more uh, folks just saying, hey, I'd like, if I saw you walking down the street, I'd love to buy a cup of coffee. And so I go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash and buy a cup of coffee. It's really cool. It's a great way to to, to share your love for the show and, and, and your um, your partnership and your support and your our togetherness, our friendship. So that's really cool. I also want to thank the good folks at Prohibition Pickle for being so unprohibitive with your pickles <laughs> and doing a great job of, of getting delicious treats. And uh, just the other Shabbat, we were able to take to the Ari and Jeremy farm of the Land of Israel Network. Some de- delectable deliciousness. All kinds of
1: deli awesomeness. That's
0: right. Deli. Deli probably comes from the del- word delicious. Hmm. Uh, so that's really <clears> great. That's really good. I want to thank the Jewishpress.com for putting out our show every single week. Uh, I want to thank the Israel Bible as I started the show. The Israel Bible is a sponsor of our show now, uh, theisraelbible.com. And uh, give them coupon code Yeshai. Get your own the Israel Bible to the house. You'll love it. It's beautifully done. Great commentary. It's just a first-rate product and will bring God and the land of Israel into your life. So that's awesomeness as well. Uh, and I want to thank Hebron, the Jewish community of, and the Hebron Fund, which supports the Jewish community of Hebron and the forefathers and mothers. Uh, yesterday, got a chance to tour two U.S. Army generals, uh, General Fenzel. I think it's lieutenant lieutenant general lieutenant general. I think is that is that a term brigadier uh, general? No. Uh, br- yeah. Let me let me tell you exactly uh, because these were two awesome. You know, real American... Uh,
1: real American hero! Yeah,
0: they, they but they were like the real thing. They were like just kind of what you expected. Um, here's a picture of me and them on my Twitter feed. Yeah, so security coordinator, uh, Lieutenant General Fenzel, Michael Fenzel, I think, and defense attache, Brigadier General Sean Harris. Uh, I think two and three star generals. Wow, I, I got and to they tour came them. to see... The tomb of the mamas and the papas. They came to see it, to understand it, and to feel it. And you could feel... The um, good bible education that those gentlemen uh had, and uh gosh, you could just feel the the, the, oh, the friendly
1: love. friendly energy
0: you know friendly uh, um yes fr- they were very friendly but but i would say i would say understand the 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 mission of israel i I'm, I'm always coming back to this to me it's become more and more obvious that the bible is the key. For, for us to get on the same page, literally and figuratively, you know? Uh, it's it's the thing that, that brings the whole story together. If you kill the narrative of the Bible, you have killed one of the main pillars of Israel. And I think I wrote an article about, uh, about talking to young German journalists, and I pointed out that, like, Germany today and Europe, Western Europe, is post-family, because they're not so into man and woman get married and have babies, uh, they're not into man-woman. They're not so into babies, right, in these places. So they're post-family. They don't really believe that there's this entity called God, and so therefore they're post-God, and they're post-... Oh, the post-family is also related to post-national. They don't believe in national boundaries so much anymore. Uh, and and they are also... Uh, they're post-God, post-nationalism, post-family, uh, and they're post-Holocaust, which is they don't want to hear about the Holocaust anymore. So altogether... They're not like connected to us. Israel stands for family, nationalism, God, uh, and the memory of the Holocaust. Those things are supreme uh, in Israel, and so if you don't get those four things, you don't really get the the, the point of Israel. These gentlemen. Uh, now you can say you know America's uh, oftentimes on the wrong side of issues and all kinds of stuff like that and that's true but I'm talking now to you about the down home you know part of America and, and and those folks and and believe me I have my criticism about what the US Army does around the world and and all kinds of stuff like that uh, that being said I still I also have a lot of uh, recognition uh, of the good that is done uh, through this country that that tries to to, to be a uh, a spreader of, uh, of morality and liberty, and certainly in the face of some of the other forces that my, that our people fought, including the Soviet Union, which my parents were jailed in, um, writ large jail of the Soviet Union, and and uh, and, and other threats that, that that Israel faces. These gentlemen are, are part were part of the biblical narrative and understood it, and so important. Uh, so that's it. I also want to thank you, Malka, for for joining the show today, and I hope that you like that cheese. So good. Uh, and I hope that the blessings of the Babasali and, and really his blessings, through uh, God's blessings through the great people will come into your life, I into know, our into life, all of our lives. into all of our lives. I do want to ask people to write me an email, Isha at com. And coming right up right now, uh, my short discussion uh, with Alex Trayman, uh the CEO of uh, JNS Media um, and also uh, the Jerusalem Bureau Chief. Uh, we'll talk with, with him a little bit about what JNS is doing and about also uh, uh, what our foreign ministry is doing. And then right after that, uh, a new little section on the show uh, called uh, Table Torah. Or, What's that? Uh, yeah, it's it's my Dvar Torah for the week. Ooh, it's It's that way. Like. that But it's a Dvar Table Torah. Torah, yeah, that's cute. Yeah, yeah, it's for you to be able to, to you know, if you like it. Share it with sh- the fam. Share with the family a Dvar Torah. I like. Yeah, there you go. Look and, at you. Yeah, there you go. Always thinking, always thinking. As Ben bresky says, always thinking. Uh, so there you go folks God bless you Stay tuned Stay strong Stay connected Alex Trayman is next We'll be back with more Don't touch that dial <laughs> Don't touch that uh, that podcast We'll be right back More good stuff Maka Shabbat Shalom
1: Alright
0: folks You are listening to The Ishai Fleischer Show And I am in beautiful Talpiot, Jerusalem In the brand new offices And studios of JNS Jewish News Syndicate Which is uh, a very uh, up and coming nationalist perspective, Jewish news service out of Israel, uh, everything about uh, Israel and the Jewish world, uh, and things that matter to uh, to people who care about the future of this country and uh, the supporters of this country. And I'm here with Alex Strayman, who is the CEO of JNS and also the Jerusalem bureau chief. And first thing, Alex, I want to tell you congratulations on these new offices. They look great, and there's a great energy here. And I'm just excited about the future of, of, a, of a, a news outlet that gives a positive, strong Israel message, a nationalist message. We needed this thing. Just like America has Fox. This is going to be deeper, better, better than anything that's been here before in a long time.
2: Well, this is the news that we think that people want you know, to matches the view of Israel and the Jewish people that most of the voters of Israel have, and certainly most of the supporters of Israel. And like the same situation in the United States, perhaps you even have a more hyper uh, shifted media balance in Israel toward a progressive left that really represents a minority position, you know, of people's viewpoints, but majority position of the media space.
0: Right. Uh, the, the differences is that there have been and there are other nationalist prospective news sources, but you're doing it better, nicer, more pro, more money behind it, more power behind it. These offices give that atmosphere. I'm very excited about that. Just tell me one word about your competition. You talked about the uh, uh, the, 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 the 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 bias, the imbalance here in Israel of news. I, I wanna I wanna actually speak out a name: Times of Israel. Okay. I got a problem with the times of Israel. They really, they they are biased against, for example, Hebron. They're always going to call it the Ibrahimi Mosque, or Shechem, they'll call it Nablus, etc., etc. That's just the tip of the iceberg of perspective that they give out to the world of this is what Israel is. Israel is a very blue state. Israel is a very, you know, uh, it's all about land giveaway, and it's all about uh, uh, Israel apartheid and BDS, all kinds of stuff like that, instead of, you know, the Israel that we know, which is strong, beautiful, a source of peace, a source of strength, a source of biblical inspiration.
2: Well, Times of Israel sometimes comes out with great articles showing some of the great initiatives. But when it comes to the geopolitics of this country, they are often parroting the narratives of the New York Times and the Associated Press. A great example was just about three weeks ago, there was a stabbing attack right outside the Damascus Gate in the Old City. And there was video of the attack and also of the police officers that uh, very quickly uh, were able to neutralize a situation that could have gotten much worse than it was. Um, and the whole top of the top times of Israel article was about whether the police officer should have fired the second shot uh, when the terrorist was already on the ground. Uh, it was very clear when you saw the full video that that second shot took place within seconds of the first shot and that the terrorist was still about to get up. But the, times of israel article was all about whether or not the israeli police officer committed a war crime by shooting a terrorist that just seconds ago had stabbed uh an innocent civilian and then attacked a police officer so you know that's the times of israel you would expect it from al jazeera yeah um and and and
0: the thing is about al jazeera is that you know they're biased times of israel or it's in english You kind of they give off this feeling like we're the paper of record, and I think that that's really what's cool about JNS is that it's given off this same atmosphere, which is like this is a paper of record, Uh, and they're to compete for what the record really is.
2: Well, to us, being high quality is very important. We'd rather get a story right uh, than have no story at all. Uh, We always are quoting the top analysts on any topic. We use top writers, top editors quality presentation on the website Thus, We understand that people are used to very high production quality. People are digesting news from sources that have millions, if not billions, of dollars behind them. Uh, so if you want to compete on that level, um, you have to adhere to the highest journalistic standards, and we do that. Very good. Now, um, we were talking about media, but media
0: is also journalism. Journalism is reporting on reality, political reality out there. Uh, one of the things that you're working on right now is an article about the political reality of Israel. And we have a very, on the face of it, a very mixed government, which has some nationalist elements, right-wing elements, so-called, uh, with left-wing elements, and the Ram Party, which is a, uh, a, a jihadist party, by its own definition. Uh, and um, you would think that there would be a mixed bag of policy. But in fact, what you're showing, and really what people are seeing, is that this is all a kind of facade, a pseudo-nationalism, but in fact, it's leading the way towards the ideas of a two-state solution, again, towards sending money to the Palestinian Authority, which had been practically dried out, Uh, and uh, for people like myself who are involved in the fight for Jewish rights in Judea and Samaria, uh, the, the grotesque, um, evacuation of Jews from Chomes after the murder of Yehuda Dimetman, and and the, the the clarity of which this government is sending a signal, which is we're for we're not for Jewish rights in Judean Samaria. We're going to freeze Jewish building in Judean Samaria. We're going to destroy Jewish properties in Judean Samaria. And we're going to let the Arabs take over uh, as as they're coming into the government as they're taking over the Negev, so too in Judean Samaria. That's what you're writing about. So tell me a little bit about this perception of this as a mixed government, but in fact, where is it heading?
2: Well, first of all, this government is as far a left constellation government that you could possibly have. Every single member of Israel's left from the center left to the far left is in the government. Now, the only parties that are in the opposition are the largest party in Israel, which is the Likud, a very strong center-right party, the the nationalist right party, uh, and also the religious parties. So the, the right is in the opposition, the left is in the government. There are two small parties with very small mandates that are on the political right that thought it was more important to sit with the left than it was to sit with Benjamin Netanyahu, and that's why they're there. And one of those parties, is led by the Prime Minister, Naftali Bennett, who has only six uh, voting Knesset members supporting him, which is about 5% of israel's parliament uh behind him but he was able to shoot the moon so to speak and become the prime minister uh because that was the only chair that israel's left could offer him to break away from the right-wing camp and so even though he's the prime minister he's very much uh, beholden to many of the policies of the left this mandate to form the government was uh belong to yair lapid who's the leader of the asia tea party and yair lapid is not only the foreign minister in this government he's also the alternate prime minister as part of rotation he will become the prime minister in august of 2023 and the agreement between bennett and lapid at the outset of the government is that uh domestically uh, policies will be led by naftali bennett and he's been very very busy uh Trying to regulate his way through the COVID crisis, uh, and meanwhile, Yair Lapid, as the foreign minister has been out setting the diplomatic tone uh, for the state of Israel, and has been meeting with the Europeans and the Americans, and going to the going to the Emirates and Morocco and other places, uh, leading the foreign policy of Israel. And it's actually he's been really trying to dramatically shift Israel's policy away from what it had been diplomatically during the Netanyahu era. Uh, and there's been more and more talk in this government, not just by Lapid, but also by the defense minister Gantz, who has now t- two times met with the head of the Palestinian authority. Who, who had not been met uh, on, on the high level uh, 10, years.
0: 10 years of uh, of the government, basically
2: freezing him out. Correct, and so Gantz, the defense minister, has met with him twice already. And in addition to the meetings, has promised many uh, gestures, including arranging hundreds of millions of shekels in loans for the Palestinian Authority, which actually contradicts Israeli law uh, due to the uh, pay-to-slay terror payments to terrorists and the families of terrorists in prison, and to the families of martyrs, or so to speak, or terrorists who get killed, you know, while performing acts of first degree murder. Um, So we're not supposed to be giving under Israeli law any money to the Palestinian authority. But this government has been looking for workarounds to the Israeli law and has also been uh, just promoting the concept that that they are somewhat beholden to the mixed nature of this coalition. in as much as they cannot start a diplomatic process toward a two state solution with the Palestinians at this moment, However, they're positioning themselves that uh, should Bennett and his uh, pseudo-right-wing partners get thrown out of the government, that they certainly would lead Israel back toward a uh, negotiated settlement and a two-state solution.
0: Uh, you know, negotiated settlement, two-state solution, these are nice words. Uh, sound nice, uh, but what, what it really means is capitulating to terror, uh, giving away the heartland of Israel, creating a terror state within our land, uh, going against the historical rights of the Jewish people in this land. It's It's the foundations of, of Israel are in the heartland uh, And so you know These are, these are negotiated two state solutions these are, these are fancy sounding words But in fact what they mean is what happened in Gaza Which we walked out a piece of land We got terror instead And, and we hurt our own history and our own image um, That's one of the things that, that, that Is so troubling is that, is that The folks on the Israeli left Don't understand the impact of the stuff on our image And you showed me a quote just now uh, From Yair Lapid uh, saying basically, like, if we don't do this stuff and we don't give away more land, we'll be per- perceived as uh, as an apartheid state. And this is the the failed thinking on the left, which is instead of understanding that the more you give into that by admitting that this is not your land and giving it away, the more that actually buttresses uh, and, and gives uh, credence to the idea that we took this land that's not ours. But when you hold on to the land, you're like, no, this is my land, bro. People understand that and respect that. So this is our foreign minister? This is my question, Mark.
2: The foreign minister is supposed to be the champion uh, of the cause to debunk the apartheid myth. Right. He's supposed to be out there proving all the reasons why Israel is nothing like an apartheid state. And instead, he's actually becoming the champion for the left wing Western Europeans and Democratic Party coming back to Israel and telling Israeli journalists that if. Israel doesn't capitulate the way the Western Europeans want Israel to capitulate and go toward a two-state solution like you were talking about, that then Israel will be accused of being an apartheid state. And just the idea that the foreign minister would use the word apartheid state in any context, except for in the context of Israel is absolutely not an apartheid state, uh, is, is very troubling, I think, and should be troubling to any Israeli and certainly to any supporter of Israel abroad.
0: All right, Alex, uh, I want to thank you very much for your time. Again, I want to congratulate you on the new offices of JNS here in Jerusalem. They look great. Uh, And I think that uh, this speaks of uh, an important direction, uh, that people will will get news. You said it from from their perspective. I think from the perspective of of the light of Israel, of the positivity of Israel, of, of a strong Israel, uh, and also a strong international relationship with Israel, lovers of Israel, countries around the world. This has global ramifications, uh, this, uh, this uh, website, this new service. And I want to thank you very much. You're the CEO here and also the Jerusalem Bureau Chief. Thanks, Alex.
2: Thank you, Ishai.
0: All right, thank you very much, Alex Trayman. We're back here on the Ishai Fleischer Show broadcasting live from Judea. You're part of it wherever you are. And this part of the show is called Table Talk. No, Table Torah, not Table Talk. Table, table Talk Torah, Torah for Table Talk. Malka, you're, you're still here with me? Here uh, I am. Uh, what, what did you like, Table Torah or Torah Table? What, what? <laughs> <laughs> How did you like that? Table Torah. Table Torah, okay. So here's a little Table Torah for you guys, uh, for everybody out there, and you could share this if, if you like, for this week's Parsha, which is Bo. Okay? Uh, and you know, Bo, which is come come to Pharaoh. Just just get get in front of him. Get get in front of the a Pharaoh and talk to him. It's
1: like bring it.
0: Bring it. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. Parshat, bring it on. Bring it. Bring it on. Bo. Bring it on. I like that a lot. That's gonna be the name of the show. Um so 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 two things. Um first thing is that uh, the first Rashi in the Torah. First, Rashi commentary in the whole Torah asked the question of one of the rabbis that says, why doesn't the Torah begin in this week's Torah portion? The whole Torah should have have begun with uh, this Torah portion, which... Bespeaks of the first commandment to the Jewish people, which is: "This is your month. This is the month for you to start counting the months. This is the month of Passover, and this is the 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 the, the new month for you. Start counting from here. Start counting from here. Also learn about the new moon. This is the first commandment to the Jewish people. The Torah should have began there. Why did it begin in Bereshit? And the answer Rashi gives, the famous answer, is that so that the world." Uh, will uh, will challenge the Jewish people and say, did the, uh, does the land of Israel belong to you? And did you, Are you not thieves of the land of Israel? You're stealing the land of Israel. It belongs to other peoples. You're stealing the land of Israel from somebody else. You're thieves. Uh, you're interlopers. You're colonialists. You're, you're settlers. You're all these words. And Rashi's answer, and the rabbi's answer is, it starts in Genesis, in the creation of the world, so that God will tell you, that he created the world and he gave it to the Jewish people. He gave the land of Israel to the Jewish people. And so the world begin, The begins Torah begins in Genesis to tell you, I decided what the world is. I made the globe, the heavens and the earth, the fish and the seas. I did that and I gave the land of Israel to the Jewish people. Okay, that's the first Rashi in the Torah, which is like very relevant for us today. But what that really means is is that all of Genesis all the way up here to the third parsha in the book of Shemot, if, all, if if this is the first law that's supposed to start the Torah, then the rest of it is all to teach you that the land of Israel belongs to the Jewish people. All the stories of the forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the Sarabekah and land Rachel, and then the Joseph story, and the exile, and Moses coming on the scene, and the fight with the, the plagues, it's all to teach you until this point, which is, to teach you that the land of Israel belongs to the Jewish people. God met, quote-unquote, these great people. He promised them the land. He promised them offspring. And from here on end, it's the next segment, which is the commandments. Where do we learn that phrase? We have a very short phrase about that, which is, Derech Eretz Kadmala Torah. The, 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 The way of the land comes before Torah. Projecting that onto what we're talking about today, First you learn that there's a land and then there's a people that belong to that land and a land that belongs to that people. Once you got that in your head and you understood that story, the next phase is and they have to keep the Torah on that land. So the whole Torah is telling you, the whole book of Genesis is to tell you there's a people, they belong to a land and now that, they're, that you got that straight, they have to keep the Torah in that land. And why that's so important for us today is also to understand another level of Derech Eretz Kad Torah. The first part of the Jewish people's return to the land of Israel in this third commonwealth period is capturing the land of Israel and securing it. And now that we did Derech Eretz that came before Torah, now it's the time for Torah. Now that the land of Israel has been somewhat secured in our hands... Now we're entering a new era, and that's why you can also see that certain aspects of the state of Israel are a little bit cracking apart, breaking apart, like a seed that, it, that in its initial phase is strong, but then it starts to kind of rot and, and tear apart, and a new thing comes out of it. So that is the period that we're in right now. We're in the period of bringing in Torah into this vessel called the land of Israel. And that's why you see some of the cracks, because it's time for the next phase to, to enter. So we've, we, we did the phase of Genesis, now it's time for the mitzvot. It's time to bring the Jewish spirit into, into, uh, into uh, the land of Israel. And similar to that, and I'll finish off with this, um, there is um, a phrase, which is, it was, in the, it was in the middle of the night. It was at midnight. It was at midnight that the Jewish people left. Uh, that, 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 no, that, that the uh, firstborns were struck in Egypt, it's in this week's parasha, it says, V'hi That was in the middle of the night. And that phrase only appears in one other place in all of Tanakh. And that is when Ruth went to meet Boaz in the middle of the night, in the book of Ruth. And that's, there's, that's on purpose. It's there to signal something to you. Just as, just as there there was an impending redemption and, and a, a great salvation for, for the Jewish people that was about to come about, uh, so too here with the marriage of Ruth to Boaz would be the impending redemption of the Jewish people through the founder of the Davidic line, David, King David, and the Messianic line. And so too here, again, it's the same point. What's the point? Which is that uh, the Jewish people are in a state. The state really is the Joseph state. That's the state that we're in right now. The, the redemption of the land, the physical rebirth of the land, but it's time for the next phase which is the King David plug-in. The King David plug-in is what we're looking for right now. Um, and, and it was in the middle of the night, in the darkest period, that a redemption was revealed to us. And so we're living in a moment where, where we very much need that, that next step of redemption. Uh, we have the physical, we have the eretz, but it's time for Torah. We have the Joseph, but it's time for King David. It's time for the vessel, the vessel that has been created by the greatest godly gift of the birth Rebirth of the embodiment of the Jewish people in the land of Israel, now we need to fill it with 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 its with its true content, with its true soul, has to be born into it right now. And that's what we're praying for. And don't be surprised, just as a, a, a seed becomes rotten, just as childbirth is this scary and 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 dark moment and, and 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 you know there's there's a a question mark around that moment. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a moment of 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 awe and fear. And 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 something seemingly dangerous is happening, uh, but it's not really breaking apart. It's actually being born. It's actually it's actually a, a great time is being birthed right now. And there is and there's labor pains, and there is labor pains, and we have to be to be ready to get through that. And so therefore, I say to you, my dear friends, wherever you are, this is the time. This is an expression that maybe I didn't coin, which is when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Wow, okay, nice one. That's right, and that means what really that phrase means is we're being called right now to be part of it. It's exactly at the moment where you're like, where it's foggy and weird and doubtful and and you're like, what is really, what is the deal here? Is this what we, is this the... You know, pined away for a Jewish state, or is this what was this the great redemption? There's all this corruption and and and, and, and predatory behavior, etc. Cetera, et cetera. There's all these things, and, and, and everything seems so uh, foggy, we say in Hebrew. This is exactly the moment to actually hunker down strong, to like, recommit yourself to helping pass through this tough moment. Uh, and that's exactly uh, uh, what we're being called to do. We're here, we're born here and living this time because God wanted us to be here at this time, and he trusts us to be the heroes of this time. He wants us to be the heroes of this time. And I dare say, my final thought on this, I dare say a very, a very um, strong demand, which is when the rabbis say that any generation that didn't build the temple, it's as though they destroyed it, that's true in every generation, but it's truer in ours. We have been given great powers, and again, not my phrase, but with great powers comes great responsibility. Okay, great. and so and so that's the time that we're living in. So anyway, Shabbat Shalom, everybody. God bless you. Lots of strength. Lots of love. Lots of blessings from the land of blessings. Thank you so much for being a part of the Yishai Fleischer Israel podcast. Do us a favor. Send it to a friend. Rate it highly on the uh, on the podcast uh, devices that you or, or apps that you use. Uh, and be part of it Write me an email Yishai isha, Buy me a cup of coffee uh, By doing uh, Buymeacoffee.com Forward slash uh, Support our sponsors Support the Jewish community Of Chevron. Support the Land of Israel Network uh, Support all the good friends uh, that, that are part of this The Israel Bible uh, 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 Prohibition Pickle JewishPress.com uh, The good folks at JNS That we just uh, interviewed today There's a lot of folks that are part of a great effort and program. There's a lot of people that are putting in huge efforts, and I know you are as well. So God bless you and thank you. Malka Fleischer, Shabbat Shalom, and thanks again for being with me. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Lots of love and lots of blessings. Nishikot, kisses from the land of Israel, and Shalom.
2: Join the Land of Israel Network Fellowship. Sign up today and join the revolution, inviting the world to learn Torah from Judea with Jeremy Gimpel and Arya Bromelitz. We may come up short on becoming the person we want to be, but that's not the point. Sukkot is telling us that happiness is progress. Wandering aimlessly through a meaningless life is a recipe for suffering. What could be worse than walking around the desert for absolutely nothing? But as long as we are walking toward the land of Israel, every step has purpose. For more information, visit thelandofisrael.com slash fellowship.